You're listening to the God-Centered Mom Podcast with me, Heather McFadden. As the mom to four young boys, I know motherhood's hard, but sometimes I think I make it even harder than it needs to be. I'll worry about my needs being met or I'll spend so much energy trying to make my boys happy that I forget that if I would take my eyes off me and my eyes off my kids and keep my eyes on God, that those desires would grow strangely dim and their contentment would go up as I'm led by his spirit. I also forget that I'm surrounded by God. He is going before me in places that I'm fearful of. He is walking with me on the hard days and he's coming behind me, redeeming any mistake I made. So each week I'll interview a new guest and we'll discuss what it means to be a God-centered mom. Thanks for listening. You're listening to episode 54 of the God Center Mom podcast. 54, y'all. I can't even believe it. Over a year of great conversations with wise women who've written amazing stories, who've lived wonderful lives, who've experienced hard things and found God faithful. I am so thankful that you have been a part of the, all of this journey and that today, Today's guest, Sally Clarkson, to me, marks something like amazing that I would get a chance to speak with and ask questions and share with you someone who has been so influential to my mothering is exciting. Her books, her conferences, if you've never heard of Sally Clarkson, you need to go check her out. I'll put all the links in the show notes. And she has exciting new news. January 6th, her new book, Own Your Life, is being released. And I remember distinctly sitting in a hotel conference room. It was like a small gathering of people just with Sally. And she was talking about this concept. And I was coming out of um, my first year with my fourth son. And it was kind of a hard time. Just the nature of having that many young kids, it required me to make my life smaller and kind of go inward and being an extrovert. It it was not a fun place to be. And I just felt so disconnected from life. And she gave me the encouragement to just reach out to people. If I wanted to see friends, I needed to invite those friends. If I wanted to get time by myself, I needed to tell my husband I needed time by myself. If I wanted to enjoy some hot tea, I needed to make some civility. I needed to cause that to happen in our home and to not just bemoan the fact that I didn't have it, but just to own it, to do it myself. So we're going to talk all about what that means. You will hear Sally's heart on the topic. She just paints such a positive picture of God and how we can really show our children God's goodness and his love. And she just, I know you're going to love the encouragement she gives you not to be the perfect mom to let go of guilt, and to just embrace who God made you to be, your unique personality, and to own it and move forward in victory and strength and encouragement. I am confident you will walk away from this podcast feeling ready to go, ready to take on all that your day includes as a mom. So without further ado, here we go. Hey, Sally, welcome to the God Center Mom podcast. Heather, I'm so happy to be with you. I think we're kindred spirits, and I think this will be lots of fun. Thanks so much. Well, I love that we're both like, sure, let's just do it now. Yeah, that sounds perfect. Whatever, let's just do it. And then, and I, I am all about spontaneity and letting God lead. And I, um, if my listeners don't know who you are, I have not done my job 
because mm-hmm. your work and your ministry and your mothering have so shaped mine mm-hmm. that it and I'm not I'm not just saying that to be to flatter you. I mean it's the truth of my life. At the I grew up in a Christian home, but I don't think the message of mothering is a ministry was mm-hmm. really emphasized in my world. These are your disciples. Yeah, yeah. That that wasn't spoken over me until I picked up one of your books and one of the moms in our church started a mom heart group. Oh. So thank you so much, first of all. You're so sweet. um, It continues to be a passion because I feel like um, there's so many issues that are, I don't know, corrupting the soul of the next Mm. generation or tempting their souls. But um, the older I get, the more I see how important it is that we become the best women we can be. And then from our souls, our children reap holiness and greatness and inspiration and love. And so I really, really appreciate what you're doing to encourage so many moms as well. Oh, you're sweet. I, I, uh, I know that for me, there have been times, there'll be days where I have like a rough day with my kids. And I'm oh. like, I see your book on my bedside table. I'm like, can't read that today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel all kinds of, I did not, I fell short, but I know that's not your true heart. You're, you're very honest in a lot of your stuff of where you struggled with mothering and um, you more like shine a light of a goal oh. and, and it, it isn't like you're saying, well, if you don't do this, then shame, 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 <laughs> bad mom, good mom scenario, oh. right? No, 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 no. I feel like, um, and also I think every mom has a unique personality. Mm. Um, I am a wild-eyed dreamer. I like to have fun. I like to uh, be inspired. And then there's all this mess and dishes and socks and fusses. (laughs) (laughs) And so I think that um, we live somewhere between our ideals and our reality. But um, Mm. I don't think it's a formula for anything. I think it's more of a philosophy of loving well and um, learning to um, to understand different personalities, dealing with boys differently than with girls. And mm. really, I get to be a free agent in my home to exercise my faith in my own unique way with my own limitations. And um, I think all these um, books or ministries that have checklists or formulas are just going to make moms feel guilty and frustrated yeah. because it's more about a relationship um, with yourself and with your children, with your life, than it is with a checklist. And I think checklists would absolutely choke me. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a good little statement. Yes. So true. So true. And, you know, what's great about your writing and your ministry is that you've been there, done that. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of us are peers writing about mothering and it's kind of feels weird. Like, well, I haven't really finished the pro- <laughs> like we're not done yet. Yeah. So I can't really say that anything I'm doing, quote unquote, has worked or not worked. And really, I'm kind of seen any mistakes I've seen in in other parents or grown adult friends like God redeems. So I don't know. But it's mm-hmm. nice to know that you're at the end, you can look back and you can give us wisdom. And I am all about having moms with older children on the show. And, and for the listeners who don't know you, would you just introduce them to your kids and your husband? Yeah, I've been uh, married to Clay for almost 34 years. And um, we didn't even get married till we were a little bit older. So I didn't have my first child, uh, who was Sarah, until I was almost 31. And um, Sarah is studying theology in Oxford, and she's a writer. She's written three books, and 
God gently eased me into motherhood because she was more mature than I was when she was born. (laughs) 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 You know, I thought I was a great mom because she was so uh, easy to work with. And then um, Joel is, uh, Sarah's 30, Joel is 27, um, and no, actually he just turned 28. And he is a composer. He went to Berkeley um, School of Music in Boston, and he actually um, composes film scores for people in Hollywood. And also, he works on choral pieces. And he just had a one of his pieces performed in Rome. It's kind of crazy. Oh how wow! Out. How cool! And um, then um, Nathan is uh, 25, and he actually just produced his first film. He wrote it. He um, he filmed it and he produced it and it will be in some theaters and in all markets in April. He's kind oh, of, wow. Isn't that fun? Yeah. And, I uh, mean, I'd heard of that. He was working on, it. I knew he'd done like a Kickstarter or something. And, but yeah. then I hadn't heard and I was like, Oh, I hope, I hope, I mean, I'm big into film and, you know, I have uh, lots of opinions on yeah. artists and creatives and the church kind of embracing them so we can create awesome stuff. And so I was like, Oh, here's a guy. He can create something amazing. I hope I'm praying that it worked. So April. Awesome. We'll keep our eyes open. March and April. He just, uh, it's just miracle after miracle of how this has worked out and it'll be in all the Walmarts. And I mean, it's just amazing. All these people that have bought it and and, uh, are distributing it uh, on different venues. Um, And what's it going to be called? Pardon. It's uh, confessions of a prodigal. Uh, son and um anyway so that's been real exciting to see him kind of venturing out and living by faith and then that worked out and then um uh joy uh just finished a semester at oxford and she'll graduate this spring um she's a communications major at biola in california so by god's grace um and they're all in my house right now, um, being very loud and eating a lot and <laughs> having fun. <laughs> but um, it's just been so wonderful to see my children grow into full-fledged adults who love the Lord, love life. They're inspired to live uh, for His kingdom. And, you know, it, it is possible, and it was hard. Um, but there's so much affirmation when you get to this point and realize that it really matters to try to disciple, inspire, and give your children a vision for life. It's just so wonderful to see that in spite of all the things that we were imperfect in, that that they took our heart, and that's what's the most important thing. Mm. You know, something that I've been processing through lately that maybe you can help me figure out is um, I heard a sermon about our children and them knowing a lot about God, but maybe not Yada, the Hebrew for knowing God, like really Mm -hmm. knowing and desiring and pursuing God versus having a lot of Christian knowledge and book knowledge. And I think I've, you know, I've, I love teaching children in preschool and Sunday school and all the stories, Mm -hmm. but I'm struggling on the, how do we really um, imprint in our children the desire to know Yada God? Yeah. You know, I think that they... It's on their hearts. It's a design of their heart to want to be a part of something greater than themselves, to want mm-hmm. to feel like they understand their purpose and their meaning. And uh, I think that the whole idea of incarnation in one's meat, in one's flesh, mm. is um, something that I absolutely embraced for my kids, that the God who uh, created the galaxies and the one who um, created sunrises and sunsets and 
the, this love of touch, you know, that we love back rubs or head rubs <laughs> or um, the God that created amazing tastes, you know, from dark chocolate salted almonds to um, chili peppers to the God that created us to dance when we hear music. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. That worked. They created music. You said music and then it went dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I love yeah, it. I kind of planned that for my friend to call me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, but so, anyway, I feel like um, some people just think that God is a, a thought or a mm. theological idea to be known. And he is the living, vibrant, um, wild, not to be contained God. And I would just, um, the more I fell in love with him and I would say, oh, look, he painted the skies red for us tonight. And we would sit on the deck and eat great things and love each other and camp out under the stars. And, um, you know, I would just tell them that I couldn't believe that I got to be their mom and that they were such a treasure to me because God called me his treasure. And so I think that the um, all of us long for deeper emotional intimacy and friendship and love, even though we make mistakes. And so the more I would ponder God and um, engage in his life in my own heart, then they were drawing from my heart all of the excellencies and the realities and the depths of God. Mm. But I do have to say, I'm sorry, that um, I really feel like... um, it's a it's a both and because the funny thing is is all of my kids are talking lately now that they've been home for Christmas about the stories and the character of God and the way He interacted in history and mm. uh, with real people and so I think that when um, God said for us to love Him with all of our heart that's all of the passions the fun the depths of our soul uh, soul same thing mind and strength you know that we are to love Him well with great ideas and worldview and truth and righteousness. And I think that when we are passionate and filled with the Holy Spirit, our children are going to be exposed to the living God. Mm. That's so good. And I think, you know, giving, sometimes there's this pressure that we have to um, moralize our life so much that we take away the color and life becomes oh, yeah. a black and white Christianity of um, this is bad, this is good, uh, no, don't do that, shame, shame, shame. And then there isn't that joy. Like the vibrancy that you describe is so captivating. Mm-hmm. Like I want to sit and watch the sunset and eat good food and get my back rubbed. Like that, yes, that yeah. is that is what God desires. And I think that we can get caught up in, no, I've got to raise good kids who love mm-hmm. God. And in order to do that, it's got to be a lot of no, no, no's and don't do that instead of me yeah. embracing life and me loving life and me enjoying it so that they see it in me. And I think that really leads really well into your book that's coming um, out, right? Yeah. Like the more that I like try to encapsulate my faith into this, this uh, I don't know, like bland thing or try to force my motherhood to be this um, checklist, like you said, I miss out on the beauty and the glory of owning it and enjoying it. And that's what actually makes beautiful children, right? Yeah. And I, I really, I, um, I got to my birthday, my 60th birthday and Joy, my daughter said, okay, mom, you know, we're all making this great feast for breakfast. Go into your little study and here's a bunch of cards and ponder your life. What, what really mattered? Mm. 
Um, so I was sitting here and I thought, wow, at my age, I've gotten, I've had the blessing of uh, being able to see my kids all embrace the Lord. And, and not only that, it really embrace life purposes for his kingdom. And uh, I've got to have a ministry and be involved in different things. And I, I feel like sometimes people don't engage in and take responsibility for the stewardship of their lives mm. in the way God would want them to. And um, they kind of, you know, lead those lives of quiet desperation, every day a chore, every day a duty, check the list off when God has so much more. Mm. And I think, too, in light of owning your own life for motherhood, um, I I don't know about you, Heather, I'm pretty sure you're the same way as me, but I am not motivated by guilt or by mm. a checklist or mm. you should do this. Mm. Motivated by people saying, I love who you are. Tell me your dreams. What I, you know, as my kids were um, playing the piano or I'd say, I wonder if you'll be the next great musician in the world and really comfort people with your music or mm. you are so kind. I just love seeing you. And of course there's all the discipline part too. Like look at my eyes. You may not leave this room until you can <laughs> me with your voice you know it's a it's a combination of all of scripture um you see deuteronomy and, and god says see that i've set before you today life and prosperity and he said i want to bless you i want to give you um goodness and children and a wonderful land of milk and honey and i want to give you my love um or um if you choose idols and if you choose to disobey and if you choose to go your own way you're gonna find curse you know and so yeah. there's stories and goodness and blessing. And so anyway, I'm going too far, but. <laughs> no, I know. I, that's all good. Yeah. No, I think it's a really, I think that some people look at, um, you know, maybe some of the, the parenting that you and Clay have presented. I know you dealt with this in your generation as um, the grace based or the um, loving and kind and, and, and involved um encouraging parent as as weak or um well no you've got to be stricter than that you've got to you've got to really set a boundary there needs to be first-time obedience we need to like be really tough so that our children grow up to be good and um and i think that what they miss is that you're still you're not saying there aren't boundaries oh no 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 and i think there's two extremes because when i was raising my children everything was harsh discipline Mm. and um everything was so focused on legalism that Clay and I kept trying to write messages of, no, this is this child has a heart and a personality. You need to appeal to who God made them to be. Mm. And so we were talking about discipleship and grace space. But then I feel like sometimes with the, your generation of moms, they go too far the other direction. They don't mm. look at their children and say, I see such a potential for excellence, and I'm going to help disciple you so that you can become the best you can be, but you have to choose to be disciplined and honoring and um, to work hard. And so um, I think it's a both and. It's a calling out the excellence in a person's life. That's what I wanted to do through my book, that we have these spiritual muscles and these emotional muscles. And um, we have such capacity to live amazing lives and to be holy and to be strong and to be godly and to live by faith. But they are muscles in the sense of whatever you don't exercise will not grow strong. Mm. And I feel like a lot of women live as victims 
mm. in their own puzzle. Now, you know, most we all live in a fallen world. We all have scars. We all have difficulties. We all have um, weaknesses. But that doesn't have to define us. Mm. Um, God wants us to move forward, to practice learning how to love, not being perfect in love, to practice learning to love righteousness, to practice being patient with our children. I kept thinking I needed to have more children so I could do it <laughs> right, you know. <laughs> and um, so I feel like it's it's this adventure. It's long-term. Maturity takes forever. But the more I understood God's ways, the more I kind of developed my muscle and I got I had a bigger capacity and I learned more. And it's very fulfilling to live into the great and wonderful ways God made us to own our lives. So I know we've used the phrase own your life um, a lot. And for you, and I know, you know, you go into all the different ways we can own our life, but if you had to define it in a, in a sentence or two, what would, what would you say? Um, I would say that it starts with um, taking responsibility for the stewardship of your life to engage fully in loving God, serving God, and reaching out in the name of the kingdom to other people. In other words, um, I hear all these things that people say, oh, well, it was easy for you. No, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, or um, I'm just not the type that. Mm. And I think, no, we are all God's types. And mm. We all have the capacity of giving more generously because there are people that may never feel loved if we don't love them. Mm -hmm. um, there are people that may never know um, the light and the truth of God if we don't just reach out to the few where we are. Or um, I have a friend who um, has this precious little 14-year-old boy. She has three children who are very healthy and then a little boy who isn't. And her service of worship every day is to love little Stephen, who's had 45 surgeries and mm. who requires her to stay at home every day of her life since he's been born. And um, she puts music on and she brings God's light and life into that place because she knows that God has given her stewardship of this precious little boy's life. And mm. so whatever anybody's puzzle is, um, that's the place where the light and life of God can can be celebrated. And um, so really the book is just about living into the amazing potential of God's provision for our lives, but living by faith and believing him and taking the risk to, um, to move forward in our own maturity and in our own abilities to grow strong in life. Well, I think what's good about your example is um, what I've kind of seen. I've, I have nieces and nephews that are 20 and 21, 22. I do, is it seems like in their generation, there's such this drive to be important, to do mm -hmm. something amazing, to mm -hmm. um, do something of worth and of value. And um, and sometimes they see that as a stage or a viral video or a, a big thing that, that everyone sees. Mm -hmm. and, and what you just described was a woman at home with her child that mm -hmm. God sees and that that was significant and that that is owning your life. You know, that the message isn't own your life and be something amazing and get on a stage. Mm -hmm. No. No, it's owning your life and being all that, that God planned you to be in this time, in this place of history. Yeah, and I, I really think that um, 
we are all called to be servant leaders. I mean, if, if Jesus bowed his knee and, and touched and blessed the prostitute and took children into his arms and he washed 120 dirty feet mm-hmm. the night that he was going to be crucified and he, he taught them and loved them and served them a meal and prepared a place for them to celebrate life together. And I realized that God has never asked me to do anything he hasn't already done. Right. That if he was the servant leader, then that's the that's the place from which my influence is going to come. And um, I was talking to my son, Nathan, last night, who was doing this movie. And he said, you know, Mama, he said, for um, he said, I starved and starved. And, and he's just at the point of seeing some of his dreams come true. Mm. He said, you know how many jobs I had to take, how um, he even skipped a meal a day because it was cheaper to live that way. Mm. <laughs> For a number of years, and and he reached out. He kept letting more young boys live in his um, apartment, and he would share Christ with them, and he would introduce them to churches. And he said, it's funny how even at my own 25 years, um, he said, it's been seven years of serving, waiting, praying, helping people, reaching out, working several jobs. And he said, I don't think people understand that integrity and greatness usually comes from a hidden inner life where we obey God one day at a time and Mm. we worship him by faith um, in every dark place. And we choose to light a candle in the darkness. You know, it's just fun for me to see even at the young ages of my children that when they were in my home, they learned what it was like to serve, to wait, to Mm. cultivate faith, to, you know, and so I think that there's this illusion in America um, or Western culture immediate gratification. Yeah. And, yeah. um, you know, it took me every single day of my life of all these 61 years to serve, to love, to forgive, to train. Um, you know, it was a long term process, but I think all great things require great work mm. and great faithfulness. And, um, so when I see these wonderful mamas loving one more day, um, correcting one more day, reading one more great story, um, believing in their children with very little support, very little con- encouragement, and even very little affirmation from church sometimes. That's where the miracles are happening in the lives of these precious children who will serve God. And they will accomplish great things because they're serving God's kingdom, not necessarily because they'll ever acquire any kind of fame or, or name, you know, but they're going to capture a vision for being a servant leader like Jesus was because. Their moms chose to serve them with a good heart. Mm. Every time I listen to you, it reinvigorates in me the purpose behind it, the heart behind it, and not just the actions and the Pinterest and the and the the things that you should do, but but the heart behind it. And um, I really hope everyone hears hears that in your voice, um, which I know (laughs) they will. Now, okay, I I want more for my kids by back scratches chocolate. (laughs) <laughs> and well, watch fun movies and you know having uh, you know i think that they knew we could celebrate life here and then they'd listen to my message <laughs> well and i think that's you know i remember even being at one of your um conferences and it was like this light bulb moment where you were talking about your children and washing their hands and you mm-hmm. said you could say go wash your hands right now you know uh-huh. wash your hands <laughs> And which I have said just like that. And I was like, wow, has she been in my home? And then she said, or you could say, oh, these beautiful hands. Oh, just, oh, God just made these. Oh, they're so sweet. And you're like washing them and together. And I thought, 
Um, yes, I would much rather the second. And I have tried it. You know, I want my son to hold my hand. I say, oh, you're such a sweet hand. Oh, can I please hold your hand if we're walking in the you know, parking lot versus hold my hand right now. You'll get hit by a car. You know, like <laughs> I've done both. And yeah. the one with the sweet words and oh, the, the not not necessarily flattery, but just the love and the kindness, you know, his mm-hmm. kindness leads us to repentance and his kindness is what draws us close to his heart. It's not it's not the shame and the, the right. harshness. And it's so it's it just feels fast to be harsh. Mm-hmm. And yet it's like totally works against me every time. Well, and I, I think here I am sitting looking at your beautiful picture. You, that's a cute picture, by the way, on, <laughs> on your side. But it reminds me of something else, too. Because we are constantly being drained by these little people who want to eat and wear clothes and, yeah, and you know, constantly need correction, um, we also need to remember that, and this is a part of what I wrote in Own Your Life, we need to love who we are, forgive ourselves. Mm. We need to accept God's love. We need to in, engage in things that encourage our lives and hearts. We need to do fun things for ourselves. We need to be with friends mm-hmm. and giggle and laugh. And um, we need to make time to refresh so that these little ones who are drawing from us constantly are going to have freshness, not exhaustion. Because it is pretty hard mm. to keep going and keep going and keep going without lots of help. And I'm sitting here looking, you have all these this cute little earrings and beautiful necklaces and you're just a lovely woman anyway but no. all I mean by that is um you know I made room to go out for um coffee I love walking I walk miles and miles it kind of does something for me out here in Colorado mm. um I have tea times because I want a civilized moment every day um I love dark salted chocolate I really that's what I really do eat uh sometimes um like my little almonds that I have <laughs> I love candlelight and you know, I love great movies and so I think that a part of the message, too, isn't just you need to own your motherhood, but you need to own your soul Mm. and you need to own your friendships. You can't do it alone. That's why I'm so encouraging women to start mom heart groups, whatever that means. Mm. Um, You need to recognize that God cares about your personality and do things that delight your personality. So that's also part of it. It's a continuing filling and a continuing serving so okay so what about the mom who's sitting there and saying oh you know kind of you've kind of alluded to it a little bit like well that's just not me or you know what barriers have you have you seen in people or or the barriers that you've even seen in yourself that keep you from owning your life whether it's you know living with intention or calling friends up or doing things for yourself like Mm -hmm. what barriers do we need to watch out for well, I think that um, this may seem like a funny thing to say, but I think depression can be a normal part mm. of the seasons of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think all of us feel like I'm failing. I'm not doing enough. I can't believe I screamed at my children yesterday again. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that the older I get, the more grateful I am that I understand how gracious God is. Yeah. And, um, I think sometimes just discouragement and depression can um, can really overwhelm a mom and feel like she's the only one who's ever felt that way. Mm. No, we all feel out of control, and none of us were trained for the job, and we weren't made to do it alone, and most of us are alone. Mm. And so um, I guess that's a part of the message, too, is that um, one of my sweet friends, and you know her, but I won't mention her name, and then it's not <laughs> gossip, but 
she would call me. We, I have a lot. I have a relationship with a lot of young moms that I just adore. who are writers and bloggers like you. And she would call and she'd say, I'm so depressed. I can't get out of bed today. And I said, well, this is what I want you to do. Put, just open the file drawer of heaven and put your depression there. And don't look at it. Don't feed it. But I said, I want you just to get out of bed and um, throw your children in the car. Go to Sam's. Get yourself a bundle of flowers. Um, take them to Starbucks. Get them hot chocolate. Listen to beautiful music and just don't worry about being depressed. Just go do something, one or two things that'll help you. Mm. And, um, and then I said, and then I went to go home and I said, I said, make at least two of the beds and wash your dishes. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I just gave her little baby steps yeah. and, um, I, t- I gave her permission to, um, to be tired and, and to, to focus on sleeping. And to focus on delight. And um, anyway, I would just give her little baby steps every day of fun things to do. You can't do it all the time. And, uh, you know, a month later she called and she said, I mean, thing, I'm not depressed anymore. Yeah. And I don't mean to make light of there are people who have very, very difficult problems. But um, when I look back, because we went through, I mean, it sounds like I'm making this up, but we had a fire in our home. We had two floods, um, you know, where we had to evacuate the home because of um, oh, so, such long stories. We had nine car wrecks. Our kids had two car wrecks. Um, mm-hmm. We've had kids that they thought had brain tumor. I mean, we've had we've had it all. We've uh, yeah. kids. But um, I think if you understand, it's a long journey, mm-hmm. and um, but God does really love you, and He wants to support you in it. Um, but just to make some goals forward. How can I be encouraged this year? How can I improve in one area? How can I love my kids? And um, I just have to say that one of the most important things is you have to believe the right philosophy. Mm. If you believe that God is just a harsh judge who is looking for you to trip up and sin and um, that he's all about legalism, then you will have a hard time ever owning your life because you'll become discouraged if you don't even think God is for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you can focus into the reality of his scripture and who he is and the way he redeems, that he pursues us from Genesis to Revelation, and if you can also um, believe that there are other women that want to be your friend, even if it's hard, um, I think that as you think, so you'll become. Mm. Whatever you treasure in your heart is what's going to determine your future. So you have to acquire truth and hope, even if it's by faith, light a candle in the darkness in order to move forward. That's really good. I like, I like what you said too, in your advice um, to the mom who was feeling like she didn't want to get out of bed because I think sometimes the reason we get that discouragement and that depression is the checklist that we mentioned at the very beginning. We look at our day and we think, oh, I just can't do this all today. I can't be the calm, patient, loving mom who trains our children and loves a friend and list, 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 list of all, you know, the ways that I think I should own my life. Maybe that's the day that you just enjoy God and what he has and you feed your soul. And then you can go forward and, and, and love from that place. But the fact that you said go buy flowers for yourself Mm-hmm. It's like giving yourself permission to be selfish is what we think that is. We think that's being selfish, and it's not. 
Mm-hmm. It's no, enjoying it's really... the goodness of the Lord, right? Oh yeah, and I think God God probably would say to us, "Oh my goodness, you people!" Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Every day, I mean, like yesterday, we had this beautiful snow here. It was one of those delightful movieish snows. Oh. And we all, um, none of us have finished Christmas shopping or all the things that we're supposed to be doing right now. <laughs> and so we lit the fires and we <laughs> we have these automatic fireplaces in Colorado. Nice. And um, we all got hot drinks and we put on loud Christmas music and we made Christmas cookies. And we said, oh, well, you know, all this stuff can be done another day. Mm. And um, I think that, that a lot of boxes we live in are man-made. Like, yeah. oh, my gosh, I've got to do school this many days a year and who who said that school couldn't be having fun today um you know and i do that god is so much bigger so much more patient and he wants us to engage in a delightful life much more than we would give each other permission to do so i think another part of it for me was to own the voices that i was listening to and to just be uh, simple in my heart and say, you know what? This is who I am. God loves me as I am. I will grow stronger every day, but I'm going to enjoy life and not listen to the guilt-producing voices of my culture. Um, that's, so, that's anyway. Very good. We could talk for hours, Heather. I know, I know. Not my throat. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, if you could only see what I'm doing right now as I'm talking to all your sweet, sweet moms, I'm sitting in my um, warm gown that has birds on it. So <laughs> you're coughing. I'm in my jammies. It's We're just awesome. having a good old time this morning. Perfect. <laughs> well, one last thing. As we go into 2015, and, <clears throat> excuse me, and women are looking forward to what they want their life to look like this year, mm-hmm. how could you encourage them <laughs> to make that goal? Like, what would you, What would you say to them? Um, you know, I, I don't mean to just promote the book, but get a book like mine or like this idea of owning your life. Like take time to reflect and to write down where are my hardest places. That's what I try to do in the book is give lots of areas that women can just evaluate where, where are the voices that I'm listening? What are the voices I'm listening to that are bringing guilt? Um, what burdens do I need to take off my back so that I can move forward with a lighter life? Um, what ways can I simplify my life? Um, how am I doing on actually spending time with God? Do I have a friend I can meet with who actually, when I'm with them, makes me want to be the best I can be and loves me just as I am? So I think that I always in January, I declutter my soul. I, I kind of look into my soul and think, okay, what dark areas am I carrying? What places can I go forward? But to take time to evaluate, to take time to simplify, to take time to make baby steps forward of how I can move forward in delight and being a better mom, wife, friend, and to really simplify my life. So I I feel like the one thing I would do is say everyone needs to continuously plan so that they can get rid of all the things that are draining their lives. Mm-hmm. Too many too many drainers will kill a soul. Yeah. And to get rid of those and to add those things in my life that will draw me forward to what God has designed me to be. Mm. And 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 maybe even just taking a look back at how did God design you to be? Maybe a right. woman's yeah, never really 
Yeah. Maybe she's never really looked at what are my gift in it. Maybe it's not teaching. Maybe it's prayer. Maybe it's being mm-hmm. the wild mom. Maybe it's not the organized mom. You know, I think really right, doing exactly. that. Yeah. Feeling free to be who God wants you to be and living by his blessing and favor instead of living by a whole bunch of guilt producing rules and um, or boxes or even um, messages that you've lived by your whole life that you just need to get rid of. Yeah, that's really good. Well, Sally, thank you for taking your morning to talk with me and just refill my soul as I head forward into 2015. And um, we just appreciate you and your ministry so much. So sweet. Well, I love I love being with you here, and I always love seeing you at the conferences. And oh yeah, I think what you're doing with your sweet, wonderful boys, especially the picture of the dolphin. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's just so fun to see you live life well with your children. So thank you for having me on your on your um, podcast today. My pleasure. My pleasure. Have a great, fabulous day with those kids. Okay. Thanks so much. You too. Thanks, Sally. Uh, mm -hmm. Isn't she great? I mean, I just always, I leave conversations with her so encouraged and lifted up. And there's just a peacefulness that comes over me after hearing Sally speak. And I hope, you know, y'all can declutter your souls like she recommended that you can get rid of those negative things. Think of, think of a couple negative things that you keep thinking or the guilt that you keep having. I'm such a bad mom because of this. Bad mom, good mom. Let's not use those words. Let's just more let those things go away. And then what, what's a good thing you want to add in? Do it. Do you want to start meeting with, with friends once a week, once every other week? Do it. Do you want to read more books? Do it. I would love to see in the comments on the blog or if you want to just email me, um, any social media outlet. Just let me know. What are you going to let go of? What are you going to pick up? Um, I would love to hear it be a part of that. So I hope you all have a great day. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God-Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to GodCenteredMom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink as while you are worshiping him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family and he is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.